Fowler community. Welcome back to the podcast. Man, the summer is coming to a close. What happened? School is starting back up. Maybe, I don't know, is it in person, at home? You know what? The whole uncertainty thing of what tomorrow looks like, I mean, it's wearing me out. Even sitting down to think about the intro to this podcast, I'm kind of at a loss as to what to talk about. I mean, some of us have been furloughed and aren't sure when work will start up again. Some of us have straight up lost our jobs. And, you know, there aren't too many live production roles just waiting to be snatched up. I mean, that industry has ceased at the moment. And for those of you listening who are practicing technical artists in the local church, I mean, your life is crazy also. The workflow... I mean, it might be becoming more familiar to you as you figure out this whole online church thing, but it is still a little nuts and you're getting worn out and the fall kickoff hasn't even happened yet. You know, on top of all this, there's so much uncertainty in the world today and things don't seem to be getting easier or more clear. And if anything, it seems like the exact opposite, more difficulty and murky, frankly. Um, And you know what? While things are changing around us constantly and the future seems uncertain, there's one thing that is certain, and that is that God never changes. He remains the same. He is the immovable foundation we can attach our lives to. I mean, I'm mostly saying this to myself. Yeah, what a comfort to know that some things don't change. You know what? If you're new to our podcast, I'm not normally quite so doom and gloom, but what we're normally about is helping technical artists in the local church become more effective so that our churches can become more effective. And we do this through several different ways. This podcast is one, but also through the Philo Conference, Philo Coaching, Philo Staffing, and through all of our Philo resources, except for maybe the Philo merchandise. I don't know if that can make you more effective, but it's just cool stuff. It looks cool. I like wearing it. Not sure if it makes you more effective, but hey, why not? One of the other ways we're trying to invest in our community is through our newest resource, which is the book, our Philo book. I love Jesus, but I hate Christmas, tackling the challenges of being a church technical artist. I mean, you could purchase the physical book or a Kindle version on Amazon. We have an Audible version coming soon. And you know what? Because one of our goals was for teams to work through this book together, you can buy them in bulk. So 10 or more, you can go to our website, philo.org slash book to get that bulk discount. And for those of you who are wondering, you know, did I write this book just to kind of take advantage of the whole Philo movement thing and, you know, we got some momentum, so might as well write a book and make some money on it. Yeah, that's not the case. This is something that I've been working on for a very long time. So glad it's out there. Felt like it was an obedience thing between me and God. And so I've done it. And yeah, if it helps you, great. If it doesn't help you, if you don't want to buy it, don't. That's fine. But I know that the concepts in this book really changed how I viewed being a technical artist in the local church. We got some other really cool things going on. Actually, at the end of this week, we're doing Philo and Espanol, September 4th and 5th. It's Friday night, Saturday morning. We've had a team of amazing friends from around Latin America, Dominican Republic specifically, and Lake Point Church, which is in Dallas. We've translated 21 breakouts. We've recorded three new breakouts, all in Spanish. The main sessions are basically all new experiences and mostly in Spanish. And if you know somebody whose first language is Spanish and who could benefit from Philo, just send them to our website, philo.org. They can get all the information on breakouts and all the information. That page is all in Spanish, so it should be easy for them to figure out what's going on. All right, let's get to this week's episode, which I'm really excited about my guest, who was Van Metzke. I got to sit down with Van again. We've done a lot of things together. 
And this is one more time. It was great. And many of you know him already. He's really one of the original TDs out there who spent a lot of his energy to pour into the local church technical arts community, you and me. And he currently works as one of the church relations specialists at CCI Solutions, who is one of our sponsors at the Philo Conference. And you know what? Van and I, we pretty much talk about all this stuff. So let's just jump right into it. Van, how's it going? It is going great. It's good, nice. to, be on, good to be on the podcast. Yeah, I think you're, uh, you've been on before. This is probably, uh, you're one of our few repeat guests. So I, congratulations. Yeah, I, uh, I have no memory of doing podcasts <laughs> once they're done. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah, after a while, you're like, you, you have done so many. Well, you have done so many with the, uh, the Tech Arts Weekly is that yeah, what that's called? Church, Church Tech Weekly. Church Tech Weekly, sorry. Yeah, it was Church- like three, 300 episodes and then Church Tech Profiles, uh, which is coming back, by the way. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, okay. And just all the other faith tools and whatever. I don't know. I've done, yeah, gosh, done. so many things. Well, you've been yeah. at it for a long time, so. Yeah. Not to I, I, make any comment on your age or anything. No, but I'm, a, just, I'm, a, I'm an old guy. It's <laughs> yeah. okay. But it's I mean, right. just the, uh, you're one of the, the OG TDs doing stuff to help other churches. So yeah, um, yeah going way back yep, on that. I was, yeah, I was uh, 20 years on staff at oh. four, four different churches. So. Okay, wow. And the four different church part is not is just because I'm I have I'm, I'm short very, attention span. I have or? very short short attention span, <laughs> and and I'm, I have ADD, and I just like I I can, it only can go so long. Something so. shiny somewhere else. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think seven seven years was the just shy of seven years was the longest I was. I think uh, seven. There's something magical about seven yeah. years. Yeah. In my life, it's eleven. I've I've done things in eleven year run. So yeah. Uh, I I was I was five years. Like with every job I had pretty much until I got to my third church and then I was there for seven years. Okay. Um, So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and I, and I don't generally go, I didn't, I generally don't leave stuff. God just like, yep. I've always felt God uproots me and throws me somewhere else. Sure. I think there's something about, I mean, not that we (laughs) were planning to talk about this, but just the idea of something new and fresh is so important for any person's life to be engaged and enthusiastic and but like if you're somewhere long enough you become jaded you get bored you you yeah. know and so we all need kind of an injection of something new yeah and so well, sometimes I, that means changing jobs and i think there's a little bit to the to the you know i mean jesus said that a prophet isn't appreciated in his own hometown <laughs> so i i've always felt like you know I was for a lot of it, not probably not my first, my first gig at Saddleback, you know, I was head of audio and basically I just, I mixed the services. That's, that was my job. Right. But by the time I got to my second job, Mariners and, and, and beyond that, I was kind of had been brought in either under a, kind of a new regime change. Sure. Right. Or, and most of the time that was because they were going to build buildings and there was right. going to be, they were trying to build the volunteer teams. And so a lot of it was a, there was a season of change happening and I was good at that. I'm good sure. at coming in and, 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 and bringing in kind of fresh ideas and stuff like that. So I right. think that was, that was like a big, a big deal, but I, that's good for me because I get bored easily. And, um, right. you know, so I, I was, you know, that's always been great for me to come in and go, Oh, okay. If that's, that's what you want me to do, then yeah, I'll do, I'll definitely do that. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so great. And I think, uh, I mean, we've talked about this before, the the life you lived before uh, working at a church was uh, my dream job, which was uh, being on the road 
Oh, uh, the glamorous in the nineties uh, with the, the yeah the, the CCM glam- crowd. Yeah, the glamorous <laughs> life of Christian music touring in the eighties and nineties. Uh, and let me and and can I just tell you that is a lie because it was a lot of <laughs> I'm school- probably. Yeah, probably good. I I missed out on my yeah. my dream job, but I lived yeah, yeah. vicariously through the stories you tell about uh, all the yeah. all the people yeah, well, I knew. Just it was uh, a lot of converted church school buses, uh, and um, <laughs> which back then we're talking about the, like the yellow school buses painted white or something. They'd be painted like that. well. Yeah. Blue was the one the, the oh, okay. ones I remember. Yeah, because a lot of, for some reason every band I was with they had bought them from Assembly of God churches, and they oh all painted interesting blue they were all blue. Yeah. I don't I don't know why, <laughs> but I think that uh, I traveled I traveled with a band no one will remember probably well some people might it's called Crumbacher and but they we actually had a 1957 GM former Greyhound coach. Okay. And uh, the lead singer of the band, his dad was worked for Lear Aircraft. Okay. And so we spent a summer like reciting the thing with like aircraft aluminum. And we actually <laughs> built, I mean, it was actually pretty nice when it was done uh-huh. and had the engine rebuilt and the whole thing. But I learned, so, man, I learned how to be a diesel mechanic on those tours. I learned so how to, good. I mean, I, I spent as much time under the hood of buses <laughs> as I did behind the console of, yeah, right. of, of those, of those trips, you know, but <laughs> I made a, a great amount of friends and you uh-huh. know, it's, it's really interesting. I think one of the reasons that I'm such a good troubleshooter now and, and in my actual, my second career as church tech, uh-huh. uh, church tech professional, I w- one of the reasons I was such a good troubleshooter is because I'd spent like seven years on the road just fixing broken gear right, right. and trying to figure it. I mean, if you, if, if you folks think that the gear in your church when you got there <laughs> is in bad shape. You need to go back to the 80s and 90s and the PAs and stuff that were in churches back then. Ugh. And sometimes we play through the church's PAs if it was a big enough church. And right. I will tell you, I fixed more out-of-phase PAs. You go in the <laughs> rack and you go, well, no wonder this sounds terrible. There's three of the amps are out of, the speaker wires are out of phase. Yeah. <laughs> They're sitting here in the rack. And, you know, and so- Flip the banana clip. <laughs> yeah, no, thank Not goodness. Not a banana the, clip, a bl- banana plug. Banana plug, yeah. yeah. Thank good. Or or if you're Star Trek, original Star Trek fans, computer chips. Okay. Uh, that's what they use for <laughs> computer chips, the original Star Trek fans. I always love watching those old episodes and Scotty's pulling out all these... I'm like, computer those are chips, audio yeah. banana plugs. Those are not computer chips. What are they doing? I'm not, the, I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but I just, whenever I'd Remember see them. Remember that, but, yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean... I think that's what makes you a good, makes you a good troubleshooter. I think just growing up in those days and, you know, I was, I've lucky enough to be one. So you, Todd, you're younger than me, but we, we both came from analog. Oh yeah. To digital. Yeah. And, uh, I think that a lot of people now, if they only have been in the digital realm and they've never done anything analog, I think you're, you just don't have the toolbox. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because when you have to do analog, (laughs) You got to figure stuff out, man. Because the uh, uh, when you say that analog to digital, like I was talking to somebody the other day about video editing, and I used the term nonlinear editing. Yeah, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, which is basically <laughs> nonlinear is how we do editing now. You know, it's like right. Premiere or Final Cut Pro or whatever. Right. But yes, like doing video editing with two tape decks, uh, three tape decks. You know, an A B. Role, yeah. yeah, it was. Oh man, yeah, that <laughs> was hard. One of the reasons that I, one of the reasons, there's two reasons I didn't go into uh, being a recording engineer. Uh-huh. 
one because it's too it's just too tedious uh-huh. and i like i love the live like i love that there's a you only have like one chance to get it right 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 yeah and that there's going to be flaws and you got to make things you got to change things on the fly and you've got to make it as good as you can right. but it's like a it's a living breathing entity yep. one of the things i can't stand about the recording the recording side is that you know i remember being in the recording studio with a band one time and i was in the con- in, in the re- control room and at the end of a guitar take and it'd been like the 30th guitar take of the uh. same, you know. Yeah. And in those days, they didn't, they, you know, you didn't save every track because they just rolled back over the tape, right? Sure, right, right. So they'd rewind it and record it again on the same two tracks. Yeah. And I, the producer looked at the engineer and, and was like, I don't know, what do you think? I don't know, what do you think? I don't know, what do you think? And, I, yeah. and I'm thinking <laughs> the third take was the best take, but the guitar player is so tired now he will never do that again. Yeah, yeah, right. And you guys have lost it. So yeah. <laughs> our thing is, is in live, I get the third take. I get the second take. I get right, the first right, take. Right. So if it's really good, it's awesome. Yeah. Now also, if it sucks, you got to go with that. You know? Right, right, right. But so- that, You, you know, know. It's, it's interesting, maybe leads us into part of our conversation today, just this idea of live versus recorded so much of the culture of the local church now is being pre-recorded and played back on YouTube. Uh, that's what church <laughs> is these days. Yeah, YouTube and, and Facebook, man. It's hard to like just do a live event on video when you have, you know, well, we're just like, let's do another take. Let's do another take. And just that learning that that skill of just doing your best and calling it good enough versus right. we're just going to keep working at this until it's perfect. Well, you work at CCI Solutions now, so you're seeing yep. a lot of churches and what they're doing and how you guys are working with them and seeing a lot of people make the shift from a live service to something pre-recorded. Right. Like what's the, yeah. what are you seeing yeah. Yeah, so so for those of you who don't know and and don't want to read the show notes, uh, I work for a company called CCI Solutions, and well, I don't read show notes on podcasts, so I, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I work for CCI Solutions. Company been around for about forty five years, mm-hmm. and um, we are a uh, audio video lighting integrator and retail sales company. So, and we primarily serve house of worship. I would say most of our staff were, f- especially on our integration side, well, even on our sales side, we're all former tech directors and worship pastors. Sure. Okay. One of the cool things about CCI I, that I love is that everybody has a heart for the church. We want to serve the church with excellence and been around a long time. I mean, literally the company was started by our owner's dad driving around central Washington, you know, Seattle, Olympia area, uh, fixing tape duplicators. Okay. People remember tape <laughs> duplicators. That's literally what happened. So, yeah. and then it just blew up into selling microphones and mic cables and tapes and, you know, and just did that. So we've been around for a long time. I was a customer for 20 years before I okay. came on staff right. here. So my job is what's called church relations. So basically I just ba- basically get to make, uh, see if we can have partnerships with churches sure, and, right. help, and help them yep. and do lots of stuff like this, being on podcasts and, you know, going to conventions and, you know, going to Philo, whether it's virtual or in yeah, life or otherwise, things, yeah. yeah, or otherwise <laughs> like that. So, and my, my stint of being on staff at churches for 20 years and my experience makes it, you know, sure. A good, yeah. You've been a good, where good, we have been a, a good fit for me. And the fact that I'm in the 3% of TDs, that's an extrovert helps <laughs> as well. 
Although I had a guy tell me the other day, he goes, that's like 1.2%. That's right. <laughs> not, yeah, that's even less three, than three even, for sure. Not yeah. even 3%. <laughs> but so that's that's what, what what I do. I've been doing this for four, four and a half years now. And, okay. Um, Four and a half years, um, my goodness. Yeah, I know it's crazy, huh? That I that I left I left my last uh, church gig at four and a half years ago. It doesn't seem wow. like that at all. Yeah, right. But the, one of the blessings of that is because I do get to work with churches every day. Uh-huh. I get to talk with pastors, worship pastors, TDs every single day. So I feel like one of the reasons I took this job is because I still I get to help churches. Sure, and that's right. really my you know in my heart. So and I want to see them do technology better and make it work for them, whatever that means. You know? Sure, right. And uh, we do churches, you know, we do the rock show and we do liturgical churches. Sure. And our job is not to tell the church how to use their technology. It's just to, ha- it's to what technology to use and help you them use it better. Sure, right. Basically what we what we try to do. So, okay. But uh, yeah, the, it's been a crazy ride this last, how long have we been doing this? It seems... Uh, I oddly enough, it seems like we've been doing this for a very long, like we've been locked down for like a year or two or whatever. Yeah, and so, but you know, it's been a great time for the church to shine. Yeah, I think that I kind of I, I don't equate this exactly the same thing, but I equate it a little bit to my my remembrance of nine eleven. Right. Yeah. Um, the church has the ability to get out of its own way and be the bride of Christ in right. in crisis situations. Yeah, and so I've gotten to just see. I know as you have, just that the church is alive. The church is here. Yeah, they're they're doing stuff. They're helping their communities. And for all the other stuff that's happening right now in our in our uh, world, the church is is trying to be the church, to yeah. be the bride of Christ. And of course, a major with everybody being locked down and then not locked down, and then we're locked down again. And are we locked down? Are we, <laughs> oh, yeah. are we, are we supposed to be wearing masks? Are we not supposed to be wearing? I'm, right, I'm totally right. I don't even know. I'm totally confused. <laughs> What's happening today? Let me check. Let me check uh, Twitter to see if I'm supposed to wear a mask. Right. Oh, right. Great place to find find out information. Oh yeah, that's what you your should best. be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Twi- Twitter. Twitter is amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. You can email me or text me or hit me up if you want to know my real views on yeah, okay. social media right now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, we're getting to see, you know, a lot of churches just, every church had to flip on a dime. Yeah. The bigger churches that were already streaming, not just bigger churches, but I mean, any church that was already streaming that had a large, had, had already decided streaming was a thing. Yeah. Whether they thought, I mean, there were some churches that thought, well, church, you know, streaming is cool and we need to offer it. Right. And then there were churches that thought, well, this is this is something we non- honestly need to do. You know, we need to right. we need to be able to reach people that cannot come to church, that are shut-ins, that are traveling. Right. I mean, I, honestly, I remember Saddleback when I was at Saddleback and this, this was a long time ago. I think I went on staff at Saddleback in 97 or 98, Whoa. something like that. I remember while I was on, I know it sounds like an eternity, right? <laughs> the 20th uh, century. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Something that doesn't start with two. And so yeah. I, I I remember when we had our, they they started doing church online while I was there. Oh, wow. And it was super primitive at the time. Sure. I'm sure that Greg Baker, if he listens to this, will correct me. <laughs> but if I remember correctly, it was kind of a, uh, it was like, at first it was like a members, like, Sure, they wanted right, just the right. members, so you had to have a login and stuff like that. Right. You know, but, you know, Rick Warren, to his credit, he was not only one of the first churches on the internet, 
but uh, also was, hey, you know, we want to offer this to our people. If they're traveling, if they're around the world, they should still be able to see the services. Right, right. And and that was, you know, more than 20 years ago. So there were those churches and a lot of the big churches that have more resources, you know, are, we're gonna, are doing that. Right. But now, all of a sudden in March, right, everybody had to be an online church. Right. Like, yep. Everybody, the tiny yeah. little church, one room church down the street. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Everybody. Well, and it was, well, it was especially, so what I really noticed is a, a lot of smaller churches that may have an older congregation. Right. It became super important for them because they were looking down the road and going, well, we may not have, because, because of an, we have an older congregation and they figured out quite quickly that older people were getting sick and had a higher chance of mortality with this thing and everything right. like that, which, you know, makes sense. And so uh, they were saying a lot of these people may never come back. I think there was a lot of pastors that had that, had that epiphany. Right. Man, there's some of these people are, are going to be too scared to ever walk back in church. Right. So we got to figure this out yeah. like right now. The one good thing is, though, I think we've never been in a better time to do this. Right. And so, you know, we, we, we can go, oh, okay, well, yeah, no problem. I could do this on my phone. You know, pastors, literally, I can't tell you how many pastors I talk to says, literally, we're taking my, my iPhone yeah. recording of the service, of the, of the, of the preaching, and a, my worship pastor literally with his guitar in his house. Right, right. And then we're sending him to this 14-year-old kid who <laughs> seems to know how to edit video in our congregation. Yeah, yeah. Non-linear editing, right? Non-linear editing in you know in iMovie, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we're slapping those things together, and then we're broadcasting them on Sunday morning on yeah. Facebook and the YouTubes. And uh, but now we're to a place now where a lot of churches. And I will tell you, I had four conversations in the last couple of days. All these churches are up, now they're like, well, it's long term. We got to upgrade our video system. We sure. Got, right. Know, and and the, the bottom line is we've got to get off of relying on YouTube and Facebook as our streaming right. medium. Let me ask you a quick um, question. Yeah. Just the idea of like, this is not uh, temporary. This is now a long-term thing that we need to be thinking about. I was talking to somebody about how we do events now virtually and how I feel like the bar for, I'm going to call it technical excellence, has been lowered. Like we're all on Zoom calls. We're all used to looking at each other's webcams and the audio being janky or whatever. And I think we're, we've been in this moment of, ah, okay, that's acceptable. Uh, but I think as we go along, I think it's going to become the expectations will will continue to go up. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm totally wrong, but just it sounds like if you're having conversations with churches saying, hey, we need to move away from the using the pastor's iPhone to something maybe a little more <laughs> substantial <laughs> yeah. that maybe maybe that's happening right now. Oh, it, it definitely is. And, you know, I was just on a call yesterday, uh, a, a Zoom call. I was, oddly enough, on a Zoom call yesterday <laughs> yeah. with a church that's literally like 20 minutes from me. Okay. But, you know, Zoom, it's, you know, I love having Zoom calls, and I tried to do it earlier, but nobody was into it. Now, sure. everybody, you know. Yeah, everybody. Well, I mean, it's it's become the, if you can't meet in person, you know this right. works. And so, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's also allowed, you know, I to to their credit, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google, you yep. know, Facebook, they've all had to up the Skype. Well, Skype 
never has upped its game ever, but <laughs> Skype, but they've all had to kind of up their game, you know, right, um, right. and, and, uh, make it, make it better. I mean, now on zoom, you could have like, I, I saw a setting yesterday when I was looking at it, <laughs> you can have, you can have 49 tiles at one time on your screen. Right. Yeah. You congratulations. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 49 tiles. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway. But I think this church was like, well, here's the thing when I had originally talked to them, right, they were the very last meeting that I had right before the lockdown. Okay, all right. In person. And so, and we were going to put a new sound system in the church. Okay. And it's just a church of maybe 200 seats. It's not a sure. big built room. They're, now they call me up and they're like, well, even though we're going to start letting people back in the room, um, our pastors kind of decided that we, we really need to upgrade our video game. Right, right. You know, and because uh, a lot of people are never going to come back and all sure, this stuff, everything right. we talked about. So, you know, basically there's like, what do we do? And I'm like, well, you can do one camera, you can do two cameras, you can do pan, tilt, zoom, you can, you know, what do you, you know, you can have a switcher and a stream box and you're not doing iMag in your room because it's so small, which is great. Right. But you got to have, like for us, we're just telling people, yeah, you got to have good video, but you also... The, your lighting package has to go with that. Right, yeah. And so lighting and video go together. I can't have good video without good lighting. And so even in a small church, I was just at a church last week where literally we're adding four Fresnels, LED four Fresnels across the front of the stage. Uh-huh. Just to give them... Just to get the the the, uh, the stream to look better, yeah. Even light across the front of the stage. right. And it's not costing hardly anything at all. Sure. In fact, they're installing them. I mean, we just we're just selling them the stuff and telling them where to put it. Sure. And but that's that's the kind of conversations we're happening. Right. It can be that simple with two lock, one lockdown camera, one PTZ camera. Right. And going into a a switcher, and you know, into a stream box, and yeah, and, and and there you go. It's interesting you know? hearing you talk about that because there's something about okay, now every church is trying to stream. And I think uh, in any live situation, you can get away with some pretty crappy lighting. Like just, I mean, <laughs> yeah, just react, my, my brain and my retinas can make up all kinds of, you know, for yeah. all kinds of flaws, but video cameras can't. And so like, yeah, yeah that 200 person church uh, now, yeah, lighting becomes a real problem because right. the you know, the track lights that they had before just are too mm. spotty and, you know, just make it look awful. Uh, but it is amazing what yeah. just a couple of well-placed lights can do yeah. to, uh, to make your video look better. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting, you know, and, and when I explain it, the light bulb goes off in pastor's heads, you know, uh -huh. I'm like, you got to understand that the camera, people can't turn away. They can't look at their, they can't, they're, they're looking at their screen right? and they don't get to control where their eye goes in the church now. Right, right. You're controlling where their eye goes. Yeah. So they're way more aware of what's happening sure. on the screen. And so that's a, and that's like a little bit of an epiphany to a lot of pastors, you know, and this has actually freaked out a lot of pastors because they, they've always wanted people to be more tuned into what they're saying and, <laughs> and now they are right. right? Yeah. Uh, but as, you look uh, awful, <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't look good. And so and one of, one of the other things is that we had a pastor on for the first couple months, Duke and I were doing a Facebook live for every week. 
uh, for right. several weeks, for, for a couple months. And uh, one of the things that there was a path, we had a pastor of a small church on early on, and he said, man, YouTube analytics are brutally honest. <laughs> 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 and he's just talking about, he shortened his messages after the first couple weeks to like, 28 minutes or 30 minutes. Right, right. Because the analytics at like 32 minutes were like, yeah, crater, drop off. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so he goes, man, <laughs> he goes, he goes, they, he goes, the analytics don't lie. They're brutal, yeah. you know? And I suppose and, that's but, the nice part about like in, in a Christian setting, like people, uh, I think, tend to be nicer than they need to be. You know, yeah. oh, yeah, great, great sermon, Pastor. When really, like, well, I fell asleep at, 32 minutes and yeah, they're just pulling uh, yeah. their phone out and, right. you know, trying to figure out where to go to lunch, you <laughs> yeah. know? And, and so, but I, you know, and, and he did say, he goes, look, all good pastor. We can land the plane in 30 minutes. Come on, yeah. folks. We just don't want to. We well, just don't it want takes to, more work know? certainly to, yeah. to land yeah. the plane in 30 minutes than just to keep yeah. talking. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, so yeah. So lighting is super important and here's the cool thing. It doesn't have to be ridiculous lighting, right? you know, like uh, the church I was talking to, they just like, look, we don't do the rock show. And I said, Hey, you know what? Here's the deal. You have three or four led colored lights above you in the back so that you've got something on your shoulders, something right, on your right. head just for some depth. So the camera knows that there's some depth in the room right? and you've got good front lighting. I mean, you could do this whole thing with eight lights totally on, yeah. on your small stage and you'd be golden and yeah. you'd be way, it'd look way better than most churches. And I would say um, the you know, one of the, and this maybe leads to one of my questions, just how are, how have you been seeing the local church thinking differently about technology? I mean, it, to, to go from what's in our mind as the big rock show and I need to have moving lights and I have to have haze and all this stuff. Yep. And now it's being reduced to just light this thing well and right. that's going to help people's engagement. It To me, it feels like what's happening to us now is all the fluff, I'm just I'm making this up as I'm saying it, all the fluff yep. has been kind of pushed to the side and now it's yep. all about content, which yeah. it needed to be about anyway. So like... Yeah. Moving lights and haze is not going to cover up the fact that somebody needed to think harder about how this service was going to go or yeah, yeah, to make the content worth sitting around and listening to. Anyway. Yeah, it, it, and I've been telling pastors, I'm, I, I, the first thing I say when I meet with them or talk to them, however that is going now, is they're like, well, what do we do? And I'm like, you keep it as simple as you can for the standard of excellence that you want. Yeah. It is way better to have a simple service that looks good and sounds good and has great content than to have a splash and trash, you know what we used to call yeah, yeah. these rock sh- yeah. you know, the big rock show uh lighting and the whole shot and <laughs> and then have it be super mediocre. Right, right. And people disengage cuz they're like, "Oh, this doesn't sound very good." This right. doesn't look very good. And it, the, I mean, he's pretty, he didn't he preach this message three times last year? Right, right. Yeah. You know, or what, or whatever. I said, you know, make it as simple as possible, not simpler as, as Einstein once said, one of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein, make it as simple as possible, not simpler. Oh, interesting. And, you know, just do, do it well at whatever level you are. If you can right. only afford to spend $5,000, then do it well for $5,000. And if right. you, I mean, if you can spend, you know, half a million, then rock on, you know, sure. please call me. I'll, yeah. I'll be, I'm happy to <laughs> help. But no, but I mean, honestly, you know, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm happy to help you with the $5,000 one too. So yeah. just, you know, it's one of those things where we want to see churches, 
use technology well at whatever level they are at. Yeah. But but use it well so sure. that you can reach the people you're trying to reach and help the people you're trying to help. Yeah. And so don't get I always I, I tell pastors a lot now, I said, don't don't look at what other people are doing. Yeah. Don't look Easy at what for you always, to say. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> yeah. we've always but but we've always said that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, both of us worked at very large churches. Yeah. Both of us worked at at one time, both of the churches you and I worked at were were probably known as I mean, with 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 saddle, you know, with Saddleback and Willow, I remember a time when that was East Coast, West Coast, biggest churches in America. That's right, yeah. You know, and so we were blessed to be on those staffs and to do those things. But you always saw people comparing their two hundred person church to what we, right, <laughs> you right. know, would do. I'll never forget at pastors' conferences, I had a. I had a, back in the day, this is for you young kids, you won't even know what this is, but I had an, an AMEC recall Whoa. console, right? And so it was very expensive. It, right. was very, it was one of the very first consoles that could recall set, had recall sure, right. settings yeah, yeah. on it. And so, uh, you know, it was very expensive in the whole shot. And I would have guys come up and go, oh, well, I have a console just like that, it only, but it only has 12 channels. Uh-huh. And I'd be thinking, well, well, you actually don't have a console like this. Yeah, <laughs> It'll yeah, last twelve channels. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, but they'd be they they'd be like, how do I how do I get it to do this or how do we do that? What you guys are doing, right, right. You, you know? And I'm like, well, we have this gear because we do this at this level. Right. But don't don't go back to your 200 person church and worry about the gear and the right, you know, and all this. It's about content. It's about making it look good, about making it sound good where you're with at. What you have. With, with usually, what you have. Usually for yeah. me, I uh, I used to teach a breakout. I would say, hey, um, you know, uh, how many of you are jealous of all the gear you see and all this stuff? And like, okay, if you're at a 200-person church, let me show you what Willow Creek used to look like as a 200-person church. Yeah. And so like a guy had a photo of a movie theater with, uh, you know, eight park hands aside on a you know yeah. on just couple of stands and like janky 1970s audio gear and you know mix max mics you know all the different types on the wrong thing and like two yeah. analog mi- two analog mixers hooked together yeah totally totally yeah with <laughs> dials no faders yeah and I'm just like yeah. and this is this is what we did and so where you, where yeah. you see us now is just a function of making choices yeah. each day but using what we have with excellence and yeah. Yeah, the company that I worked for, one of the re- the way I got my job at Saddleback is because I actually worked for a Navy integrator that did a lot of stuff with Saddleback. Okay, and we had actually sold them a lot of the gear for the Laguna Hills High School, which is where they started. Okay, and I have a picture somewhere of a stage at Laguna Hills High School uh-huh. in the gym. Yep, with four JBL forty six ninety one box speakers on sticks, sure. two on each side, yeah. no subs. Totally. And like a Soundcraft 200B in the back. Okay. <laughs> and like three park hands on crank up. Yeah, yeah. And and just and a bunch of mismatched monitors on the stage. Totally. The shot. And they were running like a thousand people. Yeah, right. And that was the gear they had. Yeah. They didn't stop that church from growing. Right. Yeah, I think too, though, when you have the mentality of, okay, what do we have and how do I use it to the best that I can? Like if you're having great results or even just adequate results with the gear you have, you're probably going to get entrusted with more gear 
Like if, if, right. if the yeah. church is growing, it's like, well, you know, we use this really well. So let's, you know, we can trust you with the newest thing instead of yeah. always complaining about, well, if we only had this, or we only had that, uh, then this wouldn't happen. You know, it's like, yeah, right. use the stuff in front of you. One of the, one of the reasons like I, I like having a good integrator is because of cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness <laughs> in tech. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, one thing CCI has always hung their hat on and has a great reputation for is the install. Sure. The installs. So I remember what CCI did the sound system uh, at Mariners when I was there in the main building. And people would say, well, why did you hire, you know, you guys have a, a competent staff. You guys could have done totally, all these installs. Yeah, right. Um, and we did. We had a great, we had a great technical staff at, at Mariners when I was there, and we said, "Well, here's why. I don't have time to do this." Yeah, you know. And so I'd take them up into the mezzanine with the five amp racks because, you know, the back in those days, sure you needed when you that. Didn't have, yeah, we didn't have four channel amplifiers. You know, so yeah, it was like nine thousand amplifiers, and I'd open the backs of the racks. And it looked, it was completely pristine and all the wires were labeled. Right. And all the, all the wires were the same length going into the amps and out of the amps and everything looked clean and the power was, you know, perfect and all this. Right. And I said, this is why you hire somebody that is devoted to these things. Yeah. I would never and, do that. It would, it would be a mess. It would work. Yeah. But it, yeah. unlabeled well, and a disaster. Well, and it's not because I'm not good at my job. It's because we don't have the time, right. yeah. you know. One of the reasons that a lot of most big organizational churches hire integrators is not because their staff can't do what they're asked to do. It's because they don't have the time and an integrator is devoting to that project. So if you get a good integrator, they're focused on that project. Right. They don't have to do Wednesday night. They don't right. have to do Tuesday women's Bible study or get VBS going huh? or or train the mops moms. <laughs> To, to run, right? Yeah, I can't, to, I can't to, I'm not to, relating to anything you're talking about. To, right, <laughs> right, right, well, right, yeah, you know, I mean, people uh, people said, what did you do at Mariners? I said, well, let me tell you what I did at Mariners as the ATD, and then I list all this stuff, and I said, and that was every week, and they're like, well, was it just you and the TD? I'm like, no, we had a staff of like eight people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but it, but th that's what was required to do a campus that size. Sure, and, yeah. And so and I'm supposed to add on a 3,000 seat auditorium no build in yeah. the middle of that. I mean, that's nuts. That's, I'm already working too crazy. much. With yeah. the regular job, let alone installing, designing and installing myself. Yeah. I, I, I already worked probably 50 hours a week just on the norms and yeah. then way more on the big, you know, VBS, Christmas, Easter. Right, right. You know, and well, my last two years, I had a really good assistant. I had a really good assistant. I was assistant TD, but I had a really good like assistant. Uh, he was Assistant the, to uh, the assistant? Well, no, he assistant <laughs> to the regional manager. Assistant to the assistant <laughs> yeah. to the regional manager. No, he was, he was basically our engineering guy, you know, okay. so he did all the logistical stuff for fixed gear and, and did all that. Right. But he was a good TD in his own right. And so last couple of years, every time VBS would roll around, I'd go on vacation that week. <laughs> I'd go, hey, you're in charge. See you later. Bye. No, but, um, you know, th the bottom line is we didn't have time to do all that stuff. So that's why we hired integrators and we partnered with integrators that we trusted and that were going to take care of us and got what we were doing. And, and it always turned out way better because I could do it, but I don't have, I don't have time to spend six hours labeling and making sure all the wire is the right length. Yeah. Right. Rack. Yeah. I just don't have that bandwidth. I, I don't have it. And that's why I encourage, and people may say, well, yeah, but that's the big churches. And I'm saying, well, look, you, I've been a TD at a big church like that. I've been a TD at a church that was a lot smaller. Right. My, la my last gig was a church of 1,500, 2,000. 
me and my part-time video editor assistant, that was the whole tech staff. Right, right. And I did everything, and I everything was done by volunteers. Yeah. Everything was done by volunteers. There's no way that I could have done the answer. We did. Well, and you know, I think you you put yourself into a, a church that's smaller, uh, and say, well, you know, that just that integrators for a big church, like to have labeled cables and neatly organized yeah. and all that. If you don't need that at a 200 person church, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's where you need it probably more than any place where everybody's heck, heck yeah, everybody's coming in after work. Nobody's got time to troubleshoot or whatever. Oh, yeah, to have something that's well thought through, that's the place for it. Well, and in small churches, in medium sized churches, you know, I would say anything under, you know, 2,000 or whatever, and all the way down to churches of 100 people and yeah. 50 people or whatever, is the road to hell is paved with good intentions, like my dad always used to say. <laughs> can and, you say that on this podcast? I don't know. Well, you, you, can, just you, can, you can bleep it out if no, you want to. No. But, but, but uh, <laughs> hey, we're Christians. We have to talk about hell, right? <laughs> it's uh, part of it. Yeah. Um, it's part of it. You know, my dad always used to say that, and it's totally true, especially in this. You know, people will say, well, I have this you know, 50 foot snake from my band. Yeah. I'll give it to the church. Sure. Thanks. And now, now I only needed to run 10 feet, but I've got this 50 foot snake right, yeah. under the counter and I didn't have time. I will never forget when I got my last church, when I got to it before we had done, we did a huge remodel of the whole building uh-huh. and uh, including the, all the AV stuff, like ripped all the AV gear out, redid it. But I'd been there a couple months and one of the projectors went out. It took me three hours to find the DA that went to that <laughs> projector. Right. And it was literally under a pile of cables. I'm not lying. Right. It overheated because it was under oh my gosh. dust and dirt. I pulled this out and I went, is this the DA for the right side projector? <laughs> and it was. Yeah. And I'm like... You got to be, and there's, and of course I was just guessing because nothing was labeled. Right, right. And, and I was, and I just started laughing. I was like, this is going to be so nice. Like in a year when this is. Yeah, right. (laughs) Actually, it's reminded me, uh, it's not totally the same, but I just was visiting a friend who's uh, running a business and they bought a building that had been added on to 15 times. And uh, it's kind of in a farming community. So like nobody's buying getting a building permit or any of that stuff. And so everything's done kind of, there's no documentation, nothing. And so he had an electrician come in to fix something. It was maybe a two hour job. It took him two and a half days right. of just like <laughs> tracing things and figuring things yeah. out. And I mean, we definitely, I mean, none of us have any time for that, which no. is another great reason to, you you know, uh, having a master plan, like documentation and yep. line diagrams and labels on cables. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing is, is that, um, you know, one of the, one of the things we do a lot at CCI is we master, you know, like you said, we master plan for, w- with churches. Uh-huh. And, and one of the cool things is, is that we ask questions that we know need to be answered. Right. That, because think about it this way. When you're doing a big AV project at your church, most of the time, most churches have never, the people involved in that process there, right, that, in that moment, moment yep. have never done a big AV project right. before. Yeah. Never. Um, they may actually be qualified. They may be a good sound engineer. They may be a good lighting director, whatever, but they've never done a, a bigger scale integration. Right. We do nothing but that. Sure. So we ask questions that I can't tell you how many times we're in a master planning meeting 
and we'll ask a question in the meeting in the group and people will go, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a great question. I, and they all look at each other like, I don't think we've ever talked about that. What do we do? And then they get to have that discussion right. and we get to learn from it. And that's one of the great things about having a good process when you're doing master planning. And, and that's why we do it. We have a really, I feel like we have a really great process for doing master planning with a church yeah. because at the end of that master plan, you have a target. Right, right. And you go, okay, now I know what direction we're actually going in. And, and churches sometimes will phase those things in. We just, we just did master planning for a church here in Southern California a couple of weeks ago, all wearing our masks, all course, socially distancing. Yeah. It was the craziest meeting I'd been in. <laughs> it was so weird. What was really weird is because just on an aside is I take a lot of visual cues from people. You don't realize how many visual cues you take from people's mouths. Right. Oh, yeah. I had no idea what was going on most of the time yeah. in that meeting because you couldn't see anybody. It was like it was like it was like having a meeting with a bunch of train robbers. Right. You know, yeah. it was like it's like from a western. Yeah. But you know, but so th- the cool thing was is the master plan that we came up for them, they're not gonna do all those phases. Right, right. Right away. But they know how much it's gonna cost if yeah. they do all the phases. Right, right. And they also will have a master plan of how it all fits together. Sure. Yep how all the buildings will talk to each other, all that stuff. They'll have a direction to go in. So, you know, even if you think your project's not big enough for it, a lot of times I say, call your integrator, let them decide, say, well, really, we could just give you a bid sure. on that because it's just a sound system. We can do that super easy. Right. Or, you know what? There's enough meat on that bone that I think you probably need to have a design and a process right. and get through the whole thing, you know, to make it happen. Yeah, I think the thing that's so useful about the idea of master planning is a couple of things. One is to kind of define scope. Like if you have no idea, if you might have a dream, so now we need to put some parameters on it. How much does that dream cost? How long will it take? And I think it yeah. helps people, oh gosh, well, I hadn't thought about that. Maybe we need to shrink the dream or readjust or- Or phase it. Or phase, or it. phase it. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. Uh, you just have some idea that's floating out there with no parameters attached to it. I think- uh, so useful yeah. to even know that, okay, we're going to phase it and we know this phase one is going to fit nicely with phase two and phase mm-hmm. three and so on, instead of just doing a one-off kind of project that may or may not connect with what the next thing is. Well, and I, and I see from, from a giving standpoint, a lot of churches will have to do a giving campaign or yeah, something yeah. like that and bigger, bigger projects. People in the congregation like to know that you have a plan. Right, yeah. Like, here's our three-phase plan. We're only doing phase one, which is, you know, an LED wall or the video screens or lighting or whatever it is, sound system, whatever. And that's going to improve, blah, blah, blah. We always encourage people to say, look, what's your biggest pain point? Yeah. Do like, Like, okay, we have this master plan. Sound, lighting, video, acoustics, blah, 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 whatever. House lighting. But what's your biggest pain point? Yeah. What do people hate the most? Right. What does the pastor hate the most? <laughs> we did we did a master plan for a church when I first came on where the pastor said, we want just you to do the back end of our video system and our lighting. Okay. And they weren't happy. They had video screens that had been put in, but they were not happy with the company that did it. And they wanted us to fix some problems and add all this other stuff. Okay. And we said, okay, you don't want us to fix your sound system. No, no, our sound is fine. Well, I knew their sound wasn't fine. I'd been <laughs> yeah. in one of their services and I'm like, well, so your first ring is a bunch of electric voice speakers and your, and your delay ring is all Rankus Heinz. Uh-huh. And, I'm not, and I'm not saying anything good or bad about those picks. But to mix but, the two, yeah. 
it's not even like being in the same build room. Yeah, yeah. Like it's completely different voicings. And and it was under PA for the room and the whole shot. Yeah. So we kept saying, now, Pastor, you're sure you don't want us to at least look at the sound systems? Uh-huh. Even if you don't do it, do you want us to master plan it? Sure. And, you know, spend a little money, pay for that design so at least you know how much it's going to cost yeah. and all that stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. And then he went on for 45 minutes about how much he hates the sound system. Ah. <laughs> it kept coming back to the sound system. And so we said in the meeting, okay, look, we'll do whatever you guys want. Sure. But it seems to us after this conversation, because we were writing, Duke was writing all the things down that he hated, yeah, yeah. you know, on a big, on a big post-it note. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, we're like, okay, you've just spent 45 minutes telling us how bad your sound system is. Yeah. And the pastor looked and said, wow, I get, yeah, you know what? You guys are right. I, I guess, I guess I really don't, I guess I really hate the way it sounds in here. <laughs> so guess what we ended up doing for them? Yeah. Sound system. Whole new sound system, whole new lighting system, including house lights, whole new video backend. Yeah. We basically did everything except there were screens that they had already, that they just purchased, <laughs> but it came from them. Right. It was like, all we did was say, ask the right questions. What, yeah. We asked the right questions. And so for me, I would encourage you of any size, and I don't want to, honestly, mm-hmm. anybody, all you all who know me, I'm not a sales pitchy kind of guy, but I would say this, whether you, whether you, whether you go with CCI, which I hope you do, but get, it is very important to get an integrator involved early on in the process and get a master plan together because uh, a good integrator is going to ask good questions. And I guarantee you it is questions that you didn't think about asking. Yeah, yeah. And I would imagine, I mean, yeah. too, that the in the season that we're living in where people are figuring out, hey, I probably need to turn the stream into something more uh, long-term sustainable. Yeah. And then to be able to figure out how does that fit into what, yeah. what we thought we were going to be doing a year from now. Right. Yeah, it could be a great moment to, yeah, to jump into a master planning session. Yeah, and I and I think that you know people are taking this time to kind kind of like you said, people are taking this time to reevaluate everything. Yeah, like what we're doing. There's no. St- I was at a church uh, not too long ago that's a very a liturgical uh-huh. church, and when they called me, they wanted me to look at their fellowship hall okay. because they had a fire and they needed to be redone, and and when I'm there. He goes, hey, would you do me a favor? Could you do you have time to come over and look at the auditory, uh, the sanctuary? Uh-huh. I'm like, sure. He goes, because, and he turned right to me. And he goes, because we need to fix our video system because our congregation has realized through this whole thing that video streaming is never going to end. Uh-huh. No matter what happens, we're always going to be doing. It. And this is a church that's like 200 people. Yeah, right. And a liturgical church, right? And Super I thought, and it was kind yeah. of yeah, very traditional. And I thought. Well, if they're get if they get it, yeah, because the guy, the pastor looked right at me and he was just like, "This is never going to stop. Yeah, we are always going to stream from now on. Right, and we want it to be good. It doesn't need to be fancy. It just needs to be good." And he got it without me even saying anything. So we went in and you know we looked at it and 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 shot. We're able to shoot him some quotes and you know help him with that project. So, sure. But, you know, my thing is is that when I was a TD and when I was a tech guy in church, I always relied on good, my good integrator partners to help me. I knew what I, you know, honestly, when you have good technical people in the church, we know what we need for the most part. But what I relied on the integrators for was not just the execution, because I'm not going to 
do that. I know, and I know there are nerds out there who are listening to this <laughs> who want to do the line drawings. They want to do SketchUp. Totally. They want to do all this crazy stuff. And more power to you. Rock on with more yourself. More power to you. Talk about the I just, 80s, uh, 80s Christian yeah, music. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thanks. I think I have that picture. Could you spin that up? My, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in my, in my CDs right here. I think I have this. I have the cassette uh, tape, so yeah. Yeah, uh, I probably had that too. Yeah, I, I have no way of playing my, it, but I have track. the cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah. I just got rid of it. Like, yeah. I can never play that. I can barely play CDs. I think I have one CD player yeah, right. somewhere yeah. that's attached to my computer. But the you know, look, it, that's great. If you want to do that, that's fine. But most churches need somebody who's going to come in. They're going to give you a, a good plan. They're going to give you. And let me let me just tell you something about pricing. So this is, I know this is kind of an aside, but I, yeah. this question gets asked a lot. Just so you, everybody knows, uh, and I don't know if every integrator will tell you this, but most pricing on gear, mm -hmm. for the most part, is mandated by the manufacturers now. Sure, okay. Not everything, but a lot of stuff, especially the big stuff, consoles, speakers, that kind of stuff. Yep. If we sell in bulk, we get an extra 5% or whatever. Right. But the price that we give you is pretty much like, like just as an, ex uh, well, I really can't say that because I can't <laughs> actually say that. But, but let's just say there are two very large console manufacturers that we sell okay. that we are obligated by our agreement with them uh -huh. to sell at a certain price. Okay. So if you go to us or you go to, you know, Billy Bob's sound down the street sure. and they also can sell it, they have to sell it to you for the same price. Sure. Because that's the uh, dealer agreement. And people go, well, well, I talked to this company and they said they could get it for me for $10,000 less. I've told, I've told people, I said, that's not true. Uh -huh. Now, maybe they're selling you a bunch of accessories and they're kind of throwing those in. Sure. But the console price is the console price. Yep. Because that's mandated by their, they'll lose their dealer agreement if they try to sell it for less sure. than that. Okay. So really what you're buying is the skill of the company. Right to be able to design the system, integrate it, and the labor. And labor is going to be all over the map. And, you know, some some companies, their labor is higher because they're better at it, right. to be honest, sure. and they have yeah. a better reputation. And some companies are going to do it for less because, well, they know that their stuff isn't as good as they're up and coming or whatever. Sure. And so, but really, you're you're paying for the expertise. Totally. The gear is kind of the gear, yep, yep. you know, and if, if you have a L acoustics box from me or a L acoustics box from company B, Billy Bob, the, the Billy Bob, yeah. you know, not, you know, I don't think, I don't know if Billy Bob's going to be able to sell yeah. L acoustics, but, uh, cause they're pretty picky, but <laughs> turns out, but, but prices are going to be sure. pretty similar on the gear part. Right. Right. It's really the labor part. The design part, yeah, the expertise you know, that part. Stuff. So, what yeah. um, if somebody was uh, listening to this and feeling like, "Oh, master plan sounds like a great idea," or just looking for an integrator to uh, work with them? Is there what's the best way for them to to get a hold of you or CCI Solutions? What's the best connection point? Yeah, so if you, um, we do two things: we do integration, and we do retail sales. Yep. We have a bunch of people that are really knowledgeable. And uh, so when you, the good thing about retail sales with us is if you call us, our guys actually know the gear. They're not like reading it out of a catalog. Sure. Not that I'm making a statement about other companies, yeah, but I'm yeah, just saying yeah. that they're not like, they're not like reading it off the web, the, the comp, you know, the, they're not the Googling website. it and yeah. Right. They're not Googling <laughs> it while they're talking to you. Our guys actually know stuff. And uh, so the best way, if you want to go online and just check out gear, uh, it's ccisolutions.com. Okay. If you want to check out some of our installations, you can go there and up in the top tab, 
there's a navigation at the top tab. Uh-huh. It says systems integration. Okay. Click on that and it'll go to our systems page. Okay. It'll show you tons of projects that we've done all over the United sure. States. Okay. But if you just want to talk to somebody, just talk, just send me an email. Okay. Honestly, just van, V-A-N, like a moving van. Okay. At, CC, at ccisolutions.com. Okay. And I do everything from help you figure out which person to talk to depending upon your needs to uh, I, you know, if you just need to cry on my shoulder. <laughs> van, you are good for that. I'll, yeah, for, I'll recommend that. Reason, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm totally open to that and I do that a lot. I love talking to church folk, whether you're a pastor who has nobody on your staff. Right. Um, you're a worship pastor that is basically the tech director and the worship pastor, uh-huh. or you're a tech guy, a tech tech girl, tech director, whatever. Uh, if you just need to know some stuff, and I answer questions all the time. Honestly, I can say, and it sounds like a sales pitch, but 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 Todd, hopefully you can yeah. you you know this about our company. Our desire is to help uh, the church at large, yeah. and we'll spend hours. I mean. I spent hours talking to people that we've never sold one thing to. Yeah. And but and we do not regret that from our owner's heart all the way to the guy in the guys in the warehouse, we want to serve the church and help the church be better. We would love it if you bought stuff from uh-huh. us and if you hired us to do <laughs> to do your projects, but honestly, we we just want to see you succeed preaching the gospel through technology. Yeah, so good. Um, and that's the, and that's our heart. Yeah. Um, and so one of the reasons that we part we partner with Philo since the beginning is because you guys have that heart. Yeah. And that's and that's our heart. And you know what? This year, I mean in 2020, Philo is the only conference that we're doing. Oh wow. And and so um and that was decided before this whole you know crazy covid sure, thing right. started. <laughs> um but but it, and it's because we had to pick, we decided we only wanted to do one thing this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Philo has the same heart that we yeah. do. Uh, you know, if you want to talk to us, just hit me up. Email is the best way. I'm also on Twitter. Okay. If anybody still, still is on Twitter, have, yeah. I get, <laughs> 3% uh, of our you know, audience is on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> th- is, is, is uh, uh, the, the soundbooth.com, all one word, the soundbooth.com. Um, or if you are on uh, Instagram, is just Van Metchke. Although my, I had to make my account private because of some trolling. Some other thing. That's a different podcast that episode. Yeah, yeah, we're happening. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, social media, you know, is mm, yeah, yeah. like this right now. Um, and then, uh, so anyway. Yep. But you, or, and you can look on our Facebook page, is CCI Solutions sure. uh, Facebook page. Okay. Uh, Instagram or Twitter. It's okay. just CCI Solutions, you know, whatever. Yep. Uh, I was uh, just going to say that, uh, yeah, Philo, totally different experience this year. And CCI Solutions was one of the few sponsors that kind of hung with us. And we really, yeah, we appreciate your heart for the technical artists and kind of uh, helping us encourage them. And I would say too, uh, I, I was talking to somebody who attended Philo and they were super impressed with the just the the engagement of CCI Solutions, you know, just the, you know, Duke in his house, but with the backdrop and, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, having yeah. a Zoom, a yeah. Zoom call, hang out for people. And um, yep. yeah, so I know uh, a lot of our attendees appreciated what you guys brought and uh, me too. I just, uh, thanks for, for showing up, yeah. showing up yeah, in we, air quotes. Yeah, we yeah, it was, it was great. It was awesome. In fact, Duke and I, because we taught that class together. Oh, you know, right. We, yeah, pre-record, yeah. we pre-recorded it. And then we were able to moderate the chat yeah, live. Right. And and we loved that because it was so cool to be able to answer. Duke was on and I was, you know, on. Yep, and we're all yep. 
we're, you know, a thousand miles away from each other. Yeah. And he was up in Olympia and I'm in California and, and, uh, and you guys are in Chicago. Yeah, right. And, yeah. And people are all over the world and we were able to so talk great. to people. It was, it was awesome. And we had, we had such a good time in the zoom, in our virtual, our virtual trade uh, show booth, booth, trade show booth. Yeah. Yeah. Brian and, and Duke and I had such a great time and we had a lot of people come in yeah. and a lot of people talk and, uh, um, it was, it was great. Yeah. So, and so I hope to never do it time. again. yeah yeah i'll tell you it's uh it's it was very interesting but i and i and not to you know have this be a so we can all pat each other on the back session but (laughs) but i I will tell you you guys uh everybody that was involved all the other companies that were your back end Mm -hmm. you know uh sardius sardius right Uh uh-huh uh they did a fantastic job i we were so impressed Uh. by everything that happened and you know of course you have a you know you have a great Oh, my staff. team is amazing, yeah. And you're, you are the weakest link. Really. <laughs> it's no joke. So. <laughs> yeah, that is no joke. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Well, I am, too on our, I am too on our staff. I mean, I'm, I'm just the talking head, you know. All I don't right. really yeah, do anything yeah. else. But, but um, no, you, you guys did fantastic. No, I, mean, I mean, if you folks don't know, you folks that were at Philo, or even if you haven't been to a Philo, you need to go. Mm. You need to be part of Philo stuff because just – the, and if you and if you're there live or whatever, and you see any of the Philo staff, they are rock stars. Yeah. I mean, like they're rock stars. I, we love working with you guys, and uh, and just just the professionalism and everything that happens. So it's all it's all good. But we we love being a part of it, and and so yeah. So uh, all that to say this again, like I said, if you want to get a hold of me, just van at ccisolutions.com or hit up one of the social medias of CCI Solutions. Right. We're on all the. We're even on we're even on LinkedIn for for that crowd. <laughs> yeah. There Whatever. is a crowd so, there, yeah. And I do actually look at that LinkedIn profile. So yeah. I look at it every once in a while <laughs> just to make sure that people are not tight. But uh and uh I'm I'm thinking about doing uh Parlor, which is like a new Twitter oh, and okay. and Minds, I guess, is a new Twitter, okay. kind of a new Twitter-ish thing. Uh-huh. We're just kind of looking at that because those kind of seem to be picking up. But you know, we're trying to, you know, we're look we're looking at other stuff and um so eventually we'll probably be on some of these other platforms. Sure. We're not right now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just hit, hit me up and, and uh, I love talking. If you want to have a Zoom call or just a FaceTime or phone call or whatever, just, you know, let me know. All right. Thanks so much for making time today. It's good to connect. Sure, absolutely. Thanks, thanks for having me, Todd. Appreciate it. Well, I could basically talk to Van all day. And uh, now that I think about it, I think I have from time to time. Love being with Van. So great. And one of the things that we talked about that was my favorite thing that Van said was something like do excellent things with whatever you have. This is one of those concepts that I loved about our conversation. And for me, back in the day, this was a huge revelation. Uh, You know, I was banging my head against the wall, always blaming my lame gear for the things that were not going well. So instead, I started taking responsibility for, hey, this is what I have. I'm going to do the best I can with it, which is basically all we can expect from ourselves. You know, I'm not going to magically have more gear, and I do have control over my attitude. So marry those two ideas together to do the best I can with what I have. Anyway, I appreciated the perspective adjustment. Thanks, Van. All right, closing up, don't forget, order your copy of I Love Jesus, But I Hate Christmas, our newest resource on Amazon or on our website to order them in bulk. And 
We'd love it if you would share information to any Spanish-speaking friends you have for Philo and Espanol on September 4th and 5th. It's only 50 bucks, so it's a great value for a lot of amazing content and some good community. Anyway, we've got a few things we're cooking up for the fall. So yeah, keep listening, subscribe to our podcast, and uh, you'll stay informed on what's going on in the Philo world. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Philo Community. And on Twitter, we're at Philo Conference. You can always find out what's happening on philo.org. And if you have any questions or suggestions for this podcast, you could send us an email, philopodcast at philo.org. Anyway, hope you're having a great day and we'll see you next time.